Hey, how you doing out there? This is Mike. This is the uh, Down to a Podcast. It's November 30th, Thursday. One week ago was Turkey Day. Hoping you had a good Turkey Day. My mic is all messed up. Let me uh, get this thing adjusted so I can see what I'm supposed to be talking about. Anyway, hope you had a good Turkey Day. I smoked a turkey. It turned out okay. A friend of mine had Chinese food on Thanksgiving, and that really sounded pretty good. A lot of stuff to talk about today. We're going to be talking about Robin Hutchison. She is, let's see, what is she? FMCSA administrator. And she's talking about safety. We'll talk about that. That'll be coming up. You're going to be, it's just like Mayor Pete, no background in the uh, trucking industry, but by golly, he's in charge of it all. Same thing here. No real background in trucking, but by golly, she knows what's wrong with it. Pointed, by the way, by Biden, I believe. Anyway, hey, if you're not familiar with Taltoa, T-A-L-T-O-A dot com, we are a freight broker, trucking company, training, consulting firm. We've been around for over 20 years. Almost, geez, pushing 30, 25 for sure, right? Yep. We, uh offer training to be a freight broker that comes along with consulting. Matter of fact, check our website. Keep going back, checking it. We are getting ready to uh, introduce some new packages. Right now, we've got uh, self-study on demand. That's going to be there. And we've got another package that is live training, but we got several more coming up, so you want to check that out. Also, you'll find the freight broker training manual, the truck dispatcher training manual there on our website, and yes, again, we are working on the, we get a lot of, uh, get a lot of questions about this. When's the uh, truck, truck dispatcher training going to be available? We are in the process. We've been cutting audio, putting video together. Just takes time. But anyway, okay, today, November 30th, today is Cities for Life Day. Computer Security Day, Mason Jar Day, Personal Space Day, Stay at Home because you're well, day. Just stay at home. Call in, call in uh, sick. You can't do that. You're on the road. If you're a broker, you can't do that. You'll, you'll lose money. Anyway, I guess that's for the uh, regular people. What else going on? Uh, birthdays. Today, your birthday. Happy birthday to you. You're in pretty good company. Oliver Fisher Winchester. Sound familiar? Should. Yep. The gun guy, rifle maker. He was born on the state back in 1810. Samuel Clemens, you might know him as Mark Twain, born on this day back in 1835. Ephraim Zimbalist Jr., you remember him? The FBI 77 Sunset Strip. He was born back in 1923 today. Matter of fact, his daughter is Stephanie. Stephanie Zimbalist. She, uh, Remember Remington Steele? Okay. Where, uh, what's his name? I forget his name now. He was James Bond there in a few movies. He was in, he was Remington Steele in that uh, series. Anyway, his daughter uh, was the uh, actress in that series. Richard Crenna from uh, Rambo. That's where we remember him. First Blood and all the Rambo movies pretty much. Real McCoy's, he was born on this day back in 1926. Benson, I liked that show, Benson. Robert Gulliam, 
Did I pronounce that right? Probably not. He was born on this date back in 1927. Dick Clark, 1929. Gordon Liddy was born today. G. Gordon Liddy. Yeah, the Watergate guy. He was born on this date back in 1930. Ben Stiller. Born on this day back in 1965, and Penny from the Big Bang Theory, Kaylee Cuco, 38 today. Born on this day back in 1985. Anything in history going on today? We're just jawing through all this, jabber John. Maybe some of this stuff be of interest to you. If you're listening like I do to podcasts, laying there in bed, got the uh, earbud in, or maybe going down the road, maybe it'll be interesting to you. By the way... While we're talking on the subject of interesting, yeah, if you don't mind, whatever podcast app you're listening or using to hear this podcast, boy, would we appreciate it if you'd give us five stars, you know, say something nice. Helps us grow. Helps us build the uh, channel. Okay, today in history, back in 1954, Elizabeth Hodge, or Hodges, rather, of Sylacauga, Alabama, is injured when an eight-and-a-half-pound meteorite crashed through the roof of her house. And I bet back in 1954, they didn't think much about that, but if you found an eight-and-a-half-pound meteorite today, I think it'd be worth millions, wouldn't it? Government probably came in and said, no, we got to take this. Alfred Heineken, yeah, the Heineken beer guy. He was kidnapped on November 19th, back in 1983, and today, in 1983, he was released. Ken Jennings, that name sound familiar? If you watch Jeopardy, it should. He's the host now. Anyway, it was on this date back in 2004, his 74-game winning streak came to an end. That's how he's uh, pretty much why he is the host of Jeopardy! today. And on this date back in 2007, we lost Evil Knievel. Man, I remember watching ABC Wide World of Sports when I was a kid growing up. Anytime Evil Knievel was on in Snake Canyon, remember that jump? Anyway, why did we watch well, it was Evil Knievel. He was doing something cool, but were we watching to see him <laughs> crash? I don't know. That's wrong. Henry Kissinger died yesterday or last night or early this morning. Uh, he was 100 years old. I remember seeing him at Nixon, and he was a smart man. And even up up until his you know the last breath, he was still pretty much... Consulting, I believe. Oakland A's. We know they're off to Las Vegas. But not to worry if you're in Oakland. You're going to get a new minor league team. Yeah, you guessed it. Oakland B's. As in the letter B. A is for athletics. B is for just because. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <clears throat> hey, if you're you're, you're from Kansas... That new license plate design you got up there, I know you're probably hating it. Well, there's going to be a vote on the replacement. Apparently, a lot of people don't like it. If you're not sure what I'm talking about, just do a uh, Google search. Kansas new license plate design. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, somebody put a lot of thought in that baby. National Christmas tree fell over. <laughs> Nothing in Washington works right anymore. High winds outside the White House. Hey, so you know, this past Sunday, busiest day ever in the history of air travel here in the United States. That's the Sunday after Thanksgiving. Arby's introduced a new $4 or under classic menu where you can snag some of their most delicious items for four bucks or less. And just like everybody else, it's only available on the app and only through Christmas Eve. Everybody's going to that app thing. I'm not going to download no app. What do you think they download? Why do, why do you think they're making you download an app to be able to get these discounts? Save that money. Could it be because they want to know everything about you? Probably. Well, we're on the subject of uh, food. McDonald's, they are now serving their holiday pie. It's going to be offered through late December or maybe even January. Just depends when the supplies run out. And I have no idea what a holiday pie is. Matter of fact, I uh, up until maybe a week ago, I had not had anything from McDonald's, I bet, in 10 years, if not longer. And, uh, well, for health purposes, you know, it's, uh, stuff will kill you, man. <laughs> Did you ever watch that movie, uh, it was a documentary, Supersize Me. That guy tried to live off McDonald's food, nothing but McDonald's food for 30 days. They talked to a doctor, a nutritionist before that or whatever. And, uh, he said, nah, you probably put on some weight, probably cholesterol go up, blood pressure go up a little bit, but pfft, it'll be all right. Not even halfway through it, the doctor was begging him to give it up because he wasn't sure if he would live through the full 30 days. He did, but uh, uh, there was a time, not a long time ago, I had sworn off fast food or, or uh, I was trying to live healthy, put it that way. Man, I was about three, three, four months into that. And I just woke up one morning, had this craving like you would not believe for a Burger King Whopper. Large order of onion rings. And uh, man, I went and got it. Oh, it tasted so good. But within 30 minutes, I was like hugging the toilet. Yeah. Yeah, I cleaned my body out of all those, that poison or whatever that they put in that stuff. And. My body was rejecting it. Now, ah, well, here's what it is. New Census Bureau stats show that a half million people moved out of New York to other states. Wonder why. Probably same thing going on in California, you reckon? GM, General Motors, say that the six-week strike by the auto workers union cost them $1.1 billion. See a lot of those car companies backing off that EV stuff. Massachusetts too, I think it was Massachusetts. Didn't something come out about them here the other day about uh, backing off what they were expecting to do to do with it? I don't know. Anyway, a new book, A History of Showbiz and the Culture Wars, claims that one-time host Richard Dawson remember Family Feud. Richard Dalston, he used to require contestants to take herpes test so he didn't have to worry about kissing them. I, I get that. That makes sense. Nothing wrong with that. 
Anyway, I mean, he'd be kind of silly not to. You know, back when he was hosting, that's when the AIDS thing was pretty much going on, the herpes thing. Anyway. All right, fuel and spot rate update. Fuel rate up, uh, uh, fuel rate and uh, spot rate updates for the week of November 27th. Last day of November, can you believe this? Tomorrow is December. Hmm. Fuel prices, according to the EIA diesel. Can you believe the cost of diesel? I know if you're a truck driver, you're going, <laughs> we can't believe it either. $4.15, and they're bragging, everywhere I look, they're bragging about, hey, you know, it's been a month, we've had continued price drops. Come on, give me a break. $4.15, it's got a, it's going to have to go a lot further than that to be impressive at all. But it's down $0.06 cents a gallon from last week. Gasoline down to three twenty-four. It's down $0.05 cents a gallon from last week. Spot rates from last week, dry vans are up 2.5%, flatbed up 0.6%, refrigerated down 0.8%. Spot rates from last month, van uh, rates are down $0.03 cents per mile, down to 206 flatbed down $0.04, 244 refrigerated up $0.02 cents to 249 And you may be scratching your head going, how can the spot rates from last month be up when... The spot rates from last week, or be down rather when they're up. It's just the way it calculates. They're right, though. All right, news headlines. Let's see. What are we doing here? Okay, FMCSA warning drivers who drug test positive, you are going to lose your CDL. Stand by. It's going to affect next year sometime. Federal trucking regulators have issued a warning that late next year, truck drivers who test positive for drug use will not only be placed on prohibited driving status, but will lose their commercial driver's licenses and not be issued learning permits until they complete the federal return-to-work process. So keep that in mind. I know a lot of people argue that, hey, you know, marijuana is legal in my state or this or that, but uh, not in trucking. California to require ELDs for interstate truck drivers starting January 1st. So one month from tomorrow, 2024, the California Highway Patrol, CHP, they issued a final rule on interstate electronic logging devices that goes into effect at the start of 2024. Interstate, there's a difference. Interstate, in-state, interstate, between states, crossing state lines. When the final rule goes into effect, interstate truckers in California must use an electronic logging device to record a driver's record of duty status, RODS, for future reference, with some exemptions. Exemption to the ELD requirement, according to the CHP, drivers meeting any one of the following conditions are not required to use an ELD. What are these exemptions, you may be asking? Drivers in a drive-away toy-away operation, transporting empty vehicles for sale, lease, or repair, provided the vehicle driven is part of the shipment being delivered. Okay, let's talk about that for a minute. Now, if you are a transporter, RV transporter or something like that, a transporter, and let's, let's use a motorhome. If you are driving a motorhome to deliver a motorhome, all right, yes. You are exempt. Now, if you are a dually pulling an RV, a towable, fifth wheel, 
bumper bull, whatever. No, you are not exempt. So keep that in mind. Matter of fact, that's been that way forever, but uh, just so you know, you're not going to be exempt. The vehicle being driven was manufactured before model year 2000, as reflected in the vehicle identification number and as shown on the vehicle's registration. The motor carrier driver or vehicle is subject to federal regulatory guidance, a waiver, or an exemption issued by the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration pursuant. Title 49 CFR Part 395, which specifically exempts the use of an ELD. Now, remember all this, because we get over here to uh, Miss Hutchinson and what she's saying for trucking safety. We'll come back to this. Truck drivers and motor carriers who are exempt from the interstate rule, ELD rule anyway, are still required to keep RODS. And again... RODS, the record of on-duty status, using a paper logbook or using an automatic onboard recording device or electronic software. Now you know. All right, let's get over here to uh, let's go over here to Miss Hutchinson. This kind of stuff really irks me. <clears throat> I'm sure a lot of you too. Putting people in charge of something that has no idea about the industry whatsoever. And the government seems to do that over and over and over. Used to be, let's find somebody that uh, can shine. Let's not just throw somebody in there because they uh, they uh, supported me in the campaign or something. Now, we've talked about this before on the podcast, Mayor Pete. Very little, if any, real transportation experience. Yet, he's in charge. Anyway, FMCSA administrator, compensation, lack of parking among root causes of truck crashes. Let me repeat that. The FMCSA administrator, which is Robin Hutchinson, saying compensation, lack of parking among root causes of truck pack crashes. Come on. Let's go. Let's let's look at this in detail here. The FMCSA administration wants to address some of the uh, root causes of truck-related crashes that might not make it into an accident report. So we got the government guessing. <laughs> the first priority we have is to go upstream in the safety life cycle, all the way to prevention. That's according to. FMC Administrator Robin Hutchinson. She said this during the Midwest Commercial Vehicle Fleet Summit Wednesday, yesterday, up in Kansas City. She goes on to say that means we have to look at some root causes of why people become unsafe in the first place. Well, why is that? The crash that never happens. That's what we want. I'm starting to feel like this lady could be vice president someday. I should not be that way. <laughs> anyway. All right. She goes on. We have to dig pretty deep, and that means looking at compensation. How drivers are compensated. The effect of detention time. Are drivers waiting too long and therefore speeding to their next location? Why are women not joining the workforce? Do they not feel safe and secure? 
Are there predatory leasing agreements that are distracting to drivers, making them unable to focus on the roadway? We know the answer is yes. Are truck drivers tired? Do they need more rest? Are they having trouble finding places to park? These are all root causes of why a driver may become unsafe in the first place. Really? Why do we care about lease purchase? Because the trucker that is in the industry the longest is the safest. Safest, rather. We need to retain them for safety. I drove. I drove for a long time. I, I uh, ended up giving up my CDL, what, five years ago? Something like that. None of what she says here is why I gave up my CDL. The reason I gave up my CDL and decided, you know, it's over, screw it, is because of the government. It didn't matter what you did. Every time you turned around, there was something else, something here, something there. Okay, you got to do this now to get your CDL. Okay, you got to have this to renew your license. You got to do this. You got to do that. Then the ELDs. Then it's one thing after another. Then it's putting somebody, somebody in charge that don't have a clue. Then it's Robin Hutchinson. Like she knows exactly why there are crashes. First of all, let's look at four-wheelers. Now, I'm not saying every truck driver out there is A1 professional on their game. No, there are steering wheel holders out there. Who's to blame for that? Let's start with uh, training. Or let's start with the company that hires that driver. One of the last companies I drove for was being here in uh, Arkansas. There was about four or five of us going through orientation. One of those dispatchers came in. Hey, I got a logo in New York City. Which one of you guys want it? We'll give you an extra $100 bonus. Only one guy volunteered for that load. The, the, the rest of us had experience. No, there's no way we want to go to New York City, especially on our first load. This guy did, and he topped out the trailer. He got fired on his first load. Experience. Companies should know this. I cannot believe they let the guy do it anyway. He's brand new in the industry. Not brand, brand new, but very little, not even a year worth of experience. But you get the idea. So let's look at Robin's background here for a moment. From 2004 to 2000. Now, now keep in mind, she is with the FMCSA. She's sitting here in Kansas City, Missouri at the Commercial Vehicle Safety Summit telling Telling us why or at least what the root causes of truck crashes why they're that way. The root causes of truck dr truck crashes in the industry. Why why are truck why are these drivers trash crashing? So let's see what gives her the authority to even talk about that or experience. Let's see, from two thousand four to two thousand six she worked as a transit planner in Germany. 
After that, she went to work, uh, well, went to Salt Lake City, where she worked as a senior associate at Fear or Fear and Peers from 2006 to 2010. What is, uh, what is that company? Well, that company, let me pull it up for you. Where'd it go? I had it right here a minute ago. Oh, it's fine. Oh, there it is. Hold on. Because we did the research on that company, too. What does Fear and Peers do? And I'm probably pronouncing that right, no disrespect. Transportation solutions that improve communities. They are passionate about transforming transportation consulting through innovation and creativity. They derive inspiration by partnering with companies or communities, rather, to understand and shape local transportation futures objectively tailored to drivers for diverse needs. Mm, don't say anything about trucking there. So far, nothing about trucking. I see after that, she was a transportation director of Salt Lake City. She served as the director of public works for Minneapolis. And she was also the president of the National Association of City Transportation Officials. So it seems like she's got a lot of experience with city work. I don't say anything in here about trucking. In January 2021, she became president or deputy secretary of transportation for safety policy in the United States Department of Transportation. She became deputy administrator and acting administrator of the FMCSA in January of 2022. So she's got all the prerequisites for being the ideal candidate and the ideal individual to tell us why there are so many truck crashes. Give me a break. Why are they not putting people, appointing people that have actually drove a truck? You know what I mean? What That's what's wrong. You know, they, they want to know why people are leaving the industry. I'm not saying she's an idiot. I'm just saying she don't know trucking. Oh, she may know stats and numbers and this and that, but she don't know trucking. She don't know trucking. Just like, you know, a lot of owner-operators. They, uh... Well, let me, let me back up here. I had a guy tell me a long, long time ago. When I was a new driver, he said, No, you gotta... Might be a little... Exaggerated, but you get the you'll get the idea. He said, "No, you need forty trucks if you're going to start a trucking company. If you're going to have a trucking company, you need at least forty trucks." And I, like you, probably you start. You know, you're in the truck stop or going down the road or you're whatever you're thinking about when it comes to trucking. All right, you start doing. You know, you start running the numbers in your head, going down the road. You. You get out the calculator, get out the legal pad, you start doing the numbers, and it just don't add up. 40 trucks. Man, I can make money on three trucks. I can make money on four trucks, five trucks. Mm. Well, when I was on our operator, had one truck, yeah, I made money. Once I started building a small fleet, it got kind of weird. And all of a sudden, I started thinking back to this guy. The guy that told me you need 40 trucks, if you're going to start a trucking company to be successful. And until I had a small fleet, it made no sense. 
But here's the truth. On average, 50% of your fleet is not going to be making you money 100% of the time. You're either not going to have a driver in that truck. It's going to be stopped. And a truck stop is not going to be loaded. In other words, 50% of your fleet is not making you money 100% of the time. So if you got 40 trucks, 20 trucks is what's going to make the money. That's going to make enough money for you to pay off the other 20 trucks. You see what I mean? On the surface, you can do the, do the math and you're going, nah, that's ridiculous. But in reality, and this is the problem here. You start putting people in charge that has no idea really what's going on with trucking and they start coming up with this off the wall stuff. Yeah, it's easy to say, yeah, they're not getting enough rest. No, there's not enough truck parking. Uh, this, that. And let's go back to the ELDs, you know. <sighs> Give me a break. If you want to know the truth, the ELDs made trucking less safe. Their drivers are penalized. You guys know this. I'm preaching to the choir. But this is what I'm talking about. They have no clue. You know, the 10-8 rule, if you were around 20 years ago, it used to be the 10-8 rule. I, I, and then they went to this 11 and 14 and all this other stuff. But anyway, after they changed it, it took years before they settled on something. That would be the new rule. They should have kept the 10-8 rule. And all they had to do was add the 34-hour restart. Done. Done. But they start listening to uh, these organizations, the letters organizations that yell, that don't know anything about trucking either, and all of a sudden the FMCSA is bad. It's political. It's all politics. We have a good industry. Transportation is a great industry. We just got stupid people making the decisions in Washington. Not stupid. They're smart. They're just kind of ignorant when it comes to real-life trucking, real-life commercial transportation. And I'll tell you, too, I uh, watch the videos. I see these forums. I hear and see people talking. Some of these people that are supposed to be knowledgeable about what's going on, and they're spouting off stuff where it's obvious they don't have a clue. Anyway, is what it is. Okay, let's move on. We're just about, we are out of time, but we're going to finish it off here. Volvo trucks being recalled. Something to do with the passenger seat. Volvo Trucks North America is recalling certain trucks after discovering an issue with the passenger seat. According to the uh, National Highway Traffic Safety Administration documents, Volvo Trucks is recalling uh, certain 2018-24 VN, VNR, and VHD trucks. The passenger side bench seat apparently it might be inadequately attached to the floor. Consequently, these vehicles fail to comply with the requirements of the FM. Uh, well, the Federal Motor Safety Standard numbers, 207, seating systems, and 210, seatbelt assembly anchorage. <laughs> it's always something. The attachment points may fail 
allowing the bench seat to shift and increase the risk of injury during a crash. Dealers will replace the weld nut with two nuts and a washer free of charge. Thank you. That always cracks me up. You know, it's a recall, and they make sure they tell you they're going to do it for free. Of course they're going to do it for free. Free of charge, the surface area of the two-nut and washer combination is greater and, as a result, meets the testing requirement. Owner notification letters are expected to be mailed December 15th. That floored me. Usually when on one of these recalls, it's going to be two months later. And usually for something that could really cause a crash. Anyway, if you need more info, contact Volvo Trucks Customer Service, 800-528-6586. Recall number RVXX2312. NHTSA's number for this recall is 23V, like Victor, 769. All right, going into the weekend. Have a great weekend. Be sure to check out Taltoa, T-A-L-T-O-A.com. Been thinking about, uh, well, we got consulting services. Want to know more about our consulting maybe you don't need the training or anything like that we got some more details coming up too maybe maybe you're a brokerage and you want uh, your own orientation channel we can do that for you give me a call 479-668-0838 anyway go have a great thursday great weekend be safe out there we will talk to you next week